the Traverse Stakes Day Late Pick 5 edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I've got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. I'm your host, Chase Essams, the wolf of Oakland. Mississippi burning, I'm sipping, serving, Welcome to the show. Uh, I, I had to clean up around here. I uh, had to get things looking right, you know. I yeah, let's start. Clean the baseboards because we got we got a new friend joining the show. Uh, he was once nominated for a Cable Ace Award for his uh, guest appearance on Horse Players. And what the fuck are you doing on TV anyhow? You know, I get calls from back home every fucking day. They think you went bad shit. And you can now find him pumping out the content with Horse Racing Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ed DeRosa. Ed, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I feel like uh, the only thing missing was walk-in music. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll get we'll get. That's I, awesome. I I actually have a new sound drop that I'm uh that I'm debuting now, uh, and I have way too many of them. Uh, so <laughs> get ready to have your train of thought. Well, you know, on Twitter Spaces they have a soundboard. I man, I bought this fancy. So I I do it the bootleg way. People wonder why I don't do the video thing. Uh, it's because uh to kind of like backdoor my my sound drops i I just took the video clips and know that it's just going to be audio only and i got a fancy soundboard for it cannot for the life of me figure out how to work it Mm. so that shows you what i know happy travers week thank Uh, you you, are you pumped for this one i am no this is uh you know we often too often lament uh the deterioration of stake schedules and what a grade one means and all the various iterations of that, uh, you know, these are the races we hope for. And, you know, if you really wanted to quibble, you, you could say, well, the, the Travers should have, you know, 10 or 12, at least like the big triple crown races, some derby especially. But, you know, you have the three classic winners. You have last year's champion two-year-old. And then the other three all belong. And the, there's just no filler whatsoever. So, to me, this is when you complain, this is the solution. I wish there were a dozen of these throughout the year, but uh, this is a fantastic race. I, I mean, name me four other horses that you think need to be in this race is, is, is my take on it. Like it's, it's a short field, but it's a packed short field. No, you're, you're right. I mean, you know, angel of empire, like there's horses that have already proven they're not as good as these that aren't here. Uh, Tap it trice types, I guess you could say. Tap it trice is here, but I get why they would, excuse me, skip this race. Pennsylvania Derby is a grade one now. The Jerkins, if you think seven furlongs is your game, like a verifying is an option. 
Whereas the Derby, all roads lead to that. No one is skipping the Derby to run in a seven furlong race or, you know, to run in some other nine furlong grade one. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the ones you would want here are here with a, a few extra to spice it up. And uh, the personal ensign the day before the Travers is the same way. Like yeah. you have the leading five-year-old, you have last year's Oaks winner, last year's champ, an up-and-comer, an idiomatic. Like these are the races when – and the complaints are plenty and from my corner as well, but you got to relish the, the ones that live up to the billing and these look to. So when we think about the Travers, I mean, it's one of the premier three-year-old races. I mean, when we consider all of the, the top flagship three-year-old races from the, the triple crown to whatever, I mean, you can even include a, a Wednesday night at, at, a, at, at, you know, Chuck town, if you feel like it, um, where where does the Travers fall for you? Because I honestly I could make a, a case that to me it's it's about even more prestigious than say the Preakness. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely uh, I don't know if traditionalist is the right word, but I, I do respect that uh, there are classic races. You know, in in England it's the Guineas, the Epsom Derby, and the Saint Ledger. And for us, the classic races are the Derby, Preakness, and Belmont. So I do put those uh, a bit on a pedestal. Uh, you know, they get a special designation. So I'll respect that, so to speak. But to me, the Travers is next in line. And, and I can't come up with a, an argument for any other race, uh, least restricted for, for three-year-olds, that would even approach it. Uh, the Haskell's great. Pennsylvania Derby, kudos to them. It's a grade one now. Uh, certainly some of the derby preps are better than others. But, you know, to me, this is definitely uh, a race that anyone would want to win. Grade one at Saratoga, big pot. Uh, so it, it, I do put it behind the classics, but it's all alone at number four. We need to get the West Virginia Derby. Uh, it's grade one designation because nothing tops uh, seven turn racing. I've decided uh, just now at this moment. <laughs> It's like, uh, well, in Bristol, Tennessee has the half-mile NASCAR track. So for some reason in, ten, in, uh, in that part of the country, the, the breadbasket, they love the, uh, the many-turn races. I, I love the Charlestown Bridge Jumper. Uh, the guy who I imagine is just walking around with a duffel bag full of, like, not manicured bills, like crudely rubber-banded together thousands of dollars that he's you know, placing the show in these Charlestown races. Love that guy. Always on the lookout for him too. So I can bet against him. 220 is a beautiful thing. <laughs> All right. Well, what are we going to be covering today? We've already alluded to it. It is Travers Day Saturday. And we're going to take a look at the late pick five. You know why? Because it's got four grade ones. We're talking the H. Allen Jerkins, the Ballerina Handicap, the Sword Dancer, and the Travers. Uh, going to be going off Saturday. This Saturday, the 26th of August, post time for race nine, the start of the sequence, 419 Eastern, 319 God's time. Uh, and if you're interested in playing the early part of the card, uh, first race is uh, 1140 Eastern, 1040 God's time. Uh, and the track should be some variation of wet. We've got rain in the forecast starting late Thursday afternoon. It's going to be raining all day Friday, clearing overnight before the chance of thunder uh, thunderstorms returns late Saturday a.m. And, uh, it could put us in a position where we uh, we hypothesized about it whenever I did the show with Ed the the moving sidewalk uh, as, as these tracks starts starts <laughs> out we could get some some wonky results. No, I would uh, I'd pay attention to 
how the races are being run the day before, uh, the day of, of course, uh, weather could come in at any time, uh, especially with how hot it is. I'm not sure what temperatures you've gotten down in Arkansas, but you know, we're hitting upper nineties here in Kentucky, uh, going into Travers day. Uh, I don't think they're going to quite get that up in New York. Uh, but you know, that moisture in the air just hasn't rained. They can get one of those, you know, supercell storms and, you know, completely change the complexion of the track. So you have to be nimble. Uh, but you know, I think if you're in the moment and can zig when others refuse to zag, uh, could be a positive. And, and I would say for the way these grade one races look pretty formful, uh, you, you might want uh, a little chaos somewhere along the lines to, to spice things up. No, I, I completely agree. There were a couple places where I had a um, hard time going past like the second choice. Oh, absolutely. Of course, with the Travers, I mean, I, if you look back at the, the average $2 win payout for the last like 25 years for the Travers, <laughs> Uh, it's high. It's pretty good. It's always been a, a race, you know, made for upsets. It's where we get our, our graveyard of champions <laughs> moniker from. I don't know if that's official, if that's where it got it from. Maybe there's actually, you know, I don't know if they shot an Olympian and buried him in the infield and it's from that, but I hope not at least. Um, yeah, well, they, let's, moved, uh, they moved a couple horses from the Belmont infield, so you never know. That's true. I was it. Who uh, was it? Spinaway? Who was it that they moved? I can't even Ruffian. remember now. Ruffian. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy to me. Even thinking I, that's one of those things that you walk around at the track. You don't even think, Oh yeah. Like some of my favorite horses are right yeah. here beneath my feet and probably some people's favorite uncles too. All right. Before we hop into this pick five, you get a word in from the good people at gametime.co, not.com, not.com, dot C O. What does game time do? Hooks you up with tickets. You need last minute tickets. For a killer sport event? Are you a Swifty and you've been done wrong by Ticketmaster? Leave Ticketmaster. Time.co. It's got all the cool features. There are flash deals. You can see images of your seats, which is great because I'm not good at looking at two-dimensional objects and thinking about what they look like in three dimensions. <laughs> if, you, if you were to put a box in front of me, make me look over the top of it with a ball inside, make me look at it from the side view, I'd be completely lost. But Game Time is here to help you. They're the la they're the place for last minute ticket deals. They're the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. While you're at it. Check out our friends at Underdog Fantasy. August is almost over. You know what that means. Time's running out for your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, you forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com to find them in the app store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Ooh, 
That's a lot. I feel like we need a need a little interlude here. Trambling, gambling, I must rock with mandolins and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. Call off weed and lock gin. All right. Race nine. Bumper. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I brought that one in to be Ryan Dickey's uh in, you know, entrance music. Um, mm. and then I decided it was way too cool to just say for the couple times that Ryan Dickey has come on. Uh, though we love Ryan and he's welcome back anytime. Uh, race nine kicks off seven furlongs, $500,000, the H Allen jerkins. And the headline for me personally with this race is speed, <laughs> speed, and more speed and cutbacks and distance. Uh, Ed, what did you think of the H Allen jerkins? Yeah, I think the speed is the, the key term there only because New York Thunder, I feel, is the fastest. Uh, but he's definitely going to at least. I don't know if pressure is the right word, but he's going to have company for the first time. Uh, I guess not the, he was behind ahead in that turf race at Gulfstream, but you got on dirt last time in the Amsterdam and absolutely blitzed him. Uh, the, the Woodbine race, his stakes debut, somewhat similar, just went to the front and kept going. With Fort Bragg in here, who is uh, the uncoupled stable mate of Arabian Lion, uh, I just can't imagine that they wouldn't want him forwardly placed. And then one in Vermillion, you know, I appreciate that they're taking a shot here in the short field. Who knows? But the only way he has to win this race is to go. Uh, you know, one in Vermillion is not going to sit and outkick Arabian Lion to make any noise in the jerkin. So uh, he has to go. So when I, you know, add all that together, I do think it conspires to Arabian Lion's favor. Now, if we were talking about a match race, with him in New York Thunder, I think New York Thunder just goes to the front and Arabian Lion would have very little chance to run him down. But given the dynamics of this race, uh, I, I do think they favor Arabian Lion. And because, as we'll get to, this sequence is so formful, um, you know, not that I'm taking a stand at two to one, but I think a lot of people would maybe use a, a couple or a few in here. Uh, so I'm looking thin to win throughout and I'm going to thin with the Arabian lion you know i when i looked at this i was actually surprised looking at the race because not only is it a lot of speed but it's a lot of speed and lack of versatility you don't have the old uh ep types if you will it, right. it's a lot of you know have to have the lead and i was with you i, I saw you know new i thought new york thunder goes uh one in vermilion i think probably goes and i thought kind of drew's gold with drawing the the rail uh kind of had the yeah, tactics absolutely. for it um which, by the way, uh, you, you mentioned Fort Bragg. Don't you love this time of year when, you know, the, the leaves are falling, pumpkin spice drinks are in, and all the yak tafferts are turning back into bathrooms? <laughs> nothing nothing uh, like a nice uh, hot pumpkin spice on a 95-degree day. Just the best. I can think of nothing better than pump. Maybe a nice eggnog. Um, yeah. No, I'm, and even verifying who I, I think just is not good enough to beat these horses, at least, you know, in the, right now. But, I mean, he has a one-turn mile uh, back at Bach where he pressed the pace. So, uh, you know, he's definitely not going to be on it, but he's one that doesn't need to let them uh, go either. Uh, so, you know, to me, it just all sets up for Arabian Lion. So it's, it's pretty much in my DNA uh, to fade uh, Bob entries uh, in, in these sequences. And that's what I'm going to do, and I'm, I'm opting to go with two horses instead. One being the horse you just mentioned for Brad Cox and Flava Flav, uh, verifying. 
you know, gets the cut back in distance. I think got some much deserved time on the shelf post Indiana Derby. Uh, cause it's, it was a little bit of a grind for, for verifying on the, uh, on the Derby trail. Yeah. And then I'm on, I'm on New York thunder, uh, for, you know, Jorge Delcado with, uh, uh, the frosty tipped man himself, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Tyler definitely own up. Uh, the thing with New York thunder is, you know, there's a lot of pace. Uh, I, I want to say in the Amsterdam, his second fraction from the first call to the second call was just redonkulous. I think if he can put that up, you know, he can maybe catch a track that that's going to move him forward and uh, really have a, a good shot to hold on. And plus the horse has just never done anything wrong. Um, so I, I went too deep there. Uh, what can I say about New York Thunder? Like this horse would run like on broken glass in an abandoned pizza hut parking lot, dude. Like this horse, it just loves running. But it's what he was bred for. That's a fair point. Uh, but not to go classic distances and probably not for durability race 10, $500,000 grade one ballerina handicap stakes. Uh, this pace seems to be a lot less bonkers than the H Allen jerkins. <laughs> uh, I thought there was one horse that should be alone on the front, but with moderate pressing and stocking pressure, uh, what, what how'd you see the pace? What'd you end up going with here, Ed? Uh, I ended up going with echo Zulu, uh, you know, coming into the year, I was I was pretty hyped for Wicked Halo. I thought maybe she could turn a corner. Um, and, and not that she's had a, a bad year by any means, but I actually loved her in the Derby City Distaff and, and was disappointed she didn't get the job done there. Uh, super, I mean, she's great, but she also happens to be in the barn of Echo Zulu. And uh, what we've seen from her coming back this year, uh, I think has been phenomenal. And we're talking open length wins, which for, you know, Philly sprint female sprinters, isn't necessarily a, a given. I mean, it's a compact group. They're usually pretty competitive. Uh, she's just drawn away from, from this bunch and she'll have to earn it. Uh, I like wicked halo a lot. And I think Goodnight olive is, is solid. But as we, I, I think, as we've seen with nest, and depending on when you're listening to this, uh, you know, maybe that's famous last words after the personal ensign. But she came back strong at four. Clear was clearly better in the Breeders' Cup. And now it's a different ball game. They both aged. And that could be in play here. Good night, Olive, now five, was better in the Breeders' Cup than Echo Zulu at three at the time. Uh, but, you know, this is third off the layoff. She looks amazing in her two starts to date at odds on. And again, given all my opinions in the pick five, uh, I just, I'm thin. I mean, I'm just going to hope to hit the ticket multiple times and I'm not looking to double or triple up in the ballerina. So Echo Zulu for me. I, I'm with you. I, I'm single to Echo Zulu. Um, yes, I'm, I'm single. I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now I I almost didn't single. And there's the, the reason was it looks like, uh, Echo Zulu has this crazy AB, AB form pattern. But then I realized that you could look at this two ways. Either the horse has the AB pattern and it's due for a B, or the horse has a history of popping second off the off the layoff and it's due to, to go through the roof. And then I noticed that whenever it goes from its A performances to its B performances, that the uh, the spread between the, the two speed figures is getting smaller and smaller. It seems like this horse is really getting dialed in. So... I'm with you. I, I think it's it's as easy as uh, 
a single for for Echo Zulu at seven to five. And I mean, it might not be a, a win bet, but it's definitely a horse I'd love to key on top in the exotics or uh, horizontals. Yeah, and, and I would say on that AB thing, it also happens to be that the Bs uh, were the Kentucky Oaks, and she doesn't want nine furlongs yep. um, or didn't as a three year old at least. And then the Breeders' Cup, which was basically off one prep, uh, you know, the the Dogwood, which she ran awesome, but, you know, then she ran into Buzzsaw and Goodnight Olive and was a three-year-old, et cetera. So now here we are, third off the layoff as a four-year-old. And when you look at what she's done so far, it's tough not to be excited. So we're through the Monday, Tuesday of our pick five. and headed to hump day, but before we hit that, Got to get a word in from DraftKings, our friends at DraftKings. <coughs> You've waited all year, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, and so are the traditions. The DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 on any college football bet. I don't know about anyone else. I'm all over Jacksonville State on the money line. Yeah, I said it. That's wow. right. Yeah. What are you I, getting? Uh, a meat and potatoes minus one Oh five, uh, is what I'll, what I'll call it. There's not a, there's a, there's some skippy numbers, uh, for, for week zero, but there's a reason why it's week zero. Right. Uh, so kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings sports code with code SGP gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details and state-specific responsible responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. And also make sure you check out our Patreon. That's right. Sign up for the Patreon to get exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first prize. Uh, the guys just recorded their first sports gambling podcast stories podcast just for patrons chronicling the birth of the sports gambling podcast network that's right we've been around we got lore now there's even a discord <laughs> channel just for the patrons the sports gambling podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free the patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling it's sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon that's sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon well might, might need another another little uh interlude here might yeah. i'm not sure swig yeah, here we go. I usually save this for David Jacobson, but here we go. That was a loud swallow, too. It's a good thing you had Wheezy in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> Race 11, 12 furlong. Oh, God. It, it was it, the quintessential big gulp is what it was. $750,000 grade one sword dancer stakes on the inner turf. This is the only race I feel confident stays uh, on the turf. In, in this uh, sequence. Uh, I got a general question for you because we do have Euro shippers coming in. Yes. When it comes to Aiden O'Brien shipping to North America, now that the LASIK, LASIKs rules have changed for stakes races, do you think that is his move of, of shipping and then throwing on the LASIKs for the first time is taking some of the steam off of his fastball since he can't necessarily do that anymore? Uh, eh, I would say with him, and I mean, really, I guess any Euro, the sample size is pretty small. I mean, Aiden didn't win a ton. I mean, obviously, we know he was capable of shipping in and win, but, you know, his percentage wasn't great, and he always gets bet. So from, you know, still even a small sample size of no Lasix yet, I wouldn't read too much into it. Uh, 
I also would say just in years past, like, I mean, his top tier horses, if he were ever to bring them, you know, they'd lay over these as we've seen with the Euros for the Breeders' Cup. Uh, but based on what he did last year, I mean, Tuesday, I didn't like it all. Uh, some other people did, and, and they scored out pretty nicely uh, when she zoomed past uh, in Italian. So, uh, yeah, you know, to me that he's done it, even if the win percentage isn't great. I just think he's one who gets over bet. But, you know, when it, I personally think Aiden's the greatest of all time. So I'm going to be a little biased and thinking it doesn't matter. But uh, I really don't think it matters. I want Aiden to bring just a gang of horses with him so we can have a Chad Brown, Aiden, Sharks, Jets sort of West Side story <laughs> set up. Just a full on, you know, tie them together at the ho hooves and let them have a knife fight. Uh, I'd love to see Aiden. Uh, I mean, what he has at Bally Doyle, there's no reason to ever leave. But, you know, Coolmore's in the stallion business. And, man, I'd love to see them give Aiden a real shot at the Derby. All right. So. The Kentucky Derby. Yeah. I mean, they're He's running all the, the other derbies. At least in, you know, running in Ireland and the U.K., it's not like they're just running on turf. You could bring over a, a good all-weather, you know, synthetic kind of horse that, that does well on those circuits. The problem is that the track doesn't do, like, loop-de-loops, and we use stopwatches here. That's the biggest differences that I've found between American and European racing is that uh, they don't own, own die for saddle cloths. No one on that side of the world owns a stopwatch, apparently. <laughs> and um, just turns don't mean anything. I don't know about you, but in the Sword Dancer... I, I'm a big fade on on the favorite in this one. I feel like this is a good place to to go uh, elsewhere. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And it's one of those maybe I end up, you know, frustrated because Chad Brown ends up winning by a lip at some underlaid price. And, you know, the whole pick five is, is based on beating Stone Age, the six to five favorite. I get why David made him the favorite. That feels a little short to me, uh, that price. But I'm going to try to beat him. I mean, I don't love the layoff. Uh, you know, there's others in here who are in form, so to speak. Now, I will say Chad uh, impressed me with Adamo in the Arlington Million two weeks ago. I, I thought, what is he doing with this long layoff? No prep, mile and a quarter race. The horse ran fine. Uh, you know, it ended up not being good enough. Set piece freaked and uh, whatever. But, you know, to, to me that showed, okay, Chad can get him ready to run long off a layoff. This is two furlongs longer, though, uh, and he's going U.S. to Hong Kong to Saudi to here. I just feel like it's too much for a horse who, to me, looks only as good as others. So I'm with you at a short price. I'm not using him. Yeah, I also, I mean, I think we're going to have a little bit softer going. I don't think that State Stone Age, despite being a, a European horse, likes the softer going. And if, it's not the Dubai bounce. I, I guess we're going to call it like the Doha ricochet, I guess, like. <laughs> Cause we are shipping from that back from that part of the <coughs> world. I'll go ahead. I'm going to lead off this one. Uh, I went too deep here. Uh, first one, just going in, uh, uh, you know, sequential order, not necessarily friends of so the three Bolshoi ballet for the, the aforementioned Aiden O'Brien. I mean, the show that it can handle the softer going. I, I feel like it's a horse that can like sit and get first run on a horse like channel maker who channel maker I'm using. I don't know why. It seems like every time I handicap one of these turf marathon races, you look at it and one plus one equals channel maker. It's sometimes <laughs> really, really wrong. Uh, but 
soft turf, I think in your early speed can kind of kick away if Bolshoi Ballet can't, you know, get up to, to get first run at, uh, at channel maker. So despite my, my best, uh, you know, my best sense here, I, I'm, I'm going with uh, channel maker and I am excited about Bolshoi Ballet. At least I got okay. that. Uh, well, we agree on Bolshoi Ballet. Uh, channel maker, I, I just feel like off the win, he's going to be over bet. Uh, now, if Stone Age is really six to five, then maybe channel maker is okay. Uh, but I think they're going to be a little closer in the wagering. And uh, just to me, I, I just feel like that win's going to suppress his price too much. Uh, Bolshoi Ballet, you, you hit all the salient points. I'll just add that on Brisnet, uh, they do class ratings for North America and Europe, and Bolshoi Ballet factors right there with, with the best and actually has, I would say, the best ratings of the group, even better than Stone Age. So that's a positive. Uh, Pioneering Spirit, uh, you know, someone will have to run with Channel Maker for sure, hoping for, for some speed for him to have his kick in his stakes debut after breaking his maiden earlier this year for a $40,000 tag. We've seen Linda work some miracles at the meet. Uh, what better a day than Travers Day to, to work her greatest of all and get a grade one winner for, for this uh, gelding on the on the uprise. I read Ortiz aboard. Uh, I don't think a mile and a half will be an issue based on what we've seen so far. It's a class test, but at eight to one, I'm willing to take a shot. All right. So we're both against the favorite. In Sword Dancer, that's where we hit the penultimate leg, the one we've been waiting for all summer. Race 12, 10 furlongs, one and a quarter million dollars. The grade one Traverse Stakes. And once again, I know one thing, and it's I'm against Forte, not my Jim Dandy winner, is what I say. <laughs> Listen, weather, possible bias, track condition, and pace make this an interesting race to, to take a shot against the favorite. Plus, it's the friggin' Travers. Of course you got to take a shot against the favorite uh i, I think the biggest uh, question is going to be do you add the second choice or not uh archangelo uh ed i don't Ooh, what do you got let's hear it yeah uh i don't like the layoff for archangelo either so that's sort of a, a theme of this pick five for me uh you know I, I know it's a it's a different era and we see these types of layoffs more commonplace certainly to some success for some but Man, this race, uh, Todd Pletcher has won it a bunch. He's had more success in the Travers. Uh, I guess the Belmont, too, but certainly more than the Preakness, which he's more abundant. And the Derby has the two wins, but a lot of losses as well. Uh, he, he preps. Uh, it's very clear, you know, to me, Forte and Tappa Trice were in those races. Uh, obviously, to be competitive, I mean, Forte at Saratoga for Rapoli, they wanted to win the Jim Dandy, uh, and they did with an asterisk in some people's mind. Tappa Trice, I would say that if you're a fan, you have to hope that was just a prep because uh, it was pretty dreadful otherwise. But all that is to say Todd Pletcher favors a prep for this race. And, you know, I hate to second guess a, a trainer who won the Belmont. And I'm sure she knows the talent they have with Archangelo. But at five to two against this group, uh, I'm going to, you know, kind of just trust my, my vibe on the lack of prep and be against, uh, now one horse who had a prep and the connections were very bullish on that race only being a prep is mage. And we hear all sorts of BS from connections. 
And it's certainly within the realm of possibility that they were baking in an excuse because they knew he wasn't ready. But I found that the I've liked what I've seen from this group going back to the Gunnavera days. And it makes complete sense that that was a prep. Uh, he, you know, had the Apollo thing going on. Quick ascent as a two-year, as a three-year unraced two-year-old, won the Derby, needed the time off, got the prep. If he runs back to the Derby off that Haskell effort, I think he's a winner here, and we're going to get four to one. So I, I, I just went Gatling gun at, at this race because I know I'm against Forte. I, for the time being, I'm including Archangelo uh, for uh, Jenna. I'm calling her Knuckles Antonucci, uh, <coughs> which, by the way, she just. She seems like she'd just be like a, a just a goddamn delight to have a salad with a Panera bread. That's that's <laughs> what I think of Jenna. Um, I mean, the horse will sit comfortably off the pace, much like the Belmont. But I do think the spot is a little more crowded than the kind of dream trip garden spot that that it seemed Archangelo got to got to sit there. Um, this really pains me to say, and this might end up being my top pick, depending on if the track is you know carrying speed or not. I really like National Treasure. Yo, I just bought a dinosaur like Nicolas Cage. Uh, hey, what happened? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I listen. Someone has to get out there and poke a head out in front of, of National Treasure to neutralize, and I'm not sure that anyone necessarily does it. I think that Scotland will get up there and sit pretty close, but I'm not sure if he actually like goes and tries to to keep up early and uh, you know try to try to get the head out in front and make national treasure quit. Um, so especially if we get a track, like we saw in Alabama day, national treasure could be, could be gone. This could be Preakness part two electric boogaloo. Um, I'll seize the six disarm. Uh, Rosario should have this one sitting wide in that crowded wave that I mentioned uh, Archangelo in, but the wide trip could mean no kickback. And it's a horse that got the dub with Rosario board in the slop at Ellis coming from off the pace. We all know it's hard to come from a little bit off the pace at Ellis. And then, yeah, I'll use Scotland. I mean, say National Treasure breaks poorly and Scotland gets to the lead. That could be it for National Treasure. It could be Scotland walking the dog on the front end. Or if National Treasure just isn't good enough, that's the horse that's going to have first run, I think. Um, so I, I thought 12 to 1, I mean, that's that's a must include uh, by by all means. So. I was four deep tentatively. For now, I'm going to say four deep. Uh, it could be three deep by the time this uh, runs. My, my only rebuttal, uh, and, and I think the price is, for those who like him, the price will be right on National Treasure. I, I'm against only in in part because I feel like the Preakness is, you know, great as a race as it at least should be on paper. Uh you know, we had the cock scratch the day before, the day of, all yep. that nonsense. Forte still ineligible from the right the mage. Uh, you know, running back on two weeks. I don't know that they ever would have done that if they hadn't actually won the Derby. Uh, so he he caught a pretty good storm. Blazing sevens. Uh, you know, did not impress uh, in his return. So. Yeah. You know, all that seems like he's a little pumped up when there were some other opportunities where he wasn't getting the job done. But all that said, it goes out the window with, you know, Johnny V up. Same thing with Medina Spirit. Like, I was off him completely going into the Derby based on what we saw in the preps. And Johnny V was able to get out there, and that was that. So, I mean, you're right that that's a, a threat. But I'm hoping with Scotland in there, the threat is neutralized. 
I have this. Uh, I've been watching rewatching X Files lately, so I'm all for full of conspiracy theories. I, I feel like if Bob's going to ship East, and this is a knock against my possibly possible top pick here, is that if Bob's going to ship East, I think his horses will probably run better tracks like Laurel, and you know, uh, you know, I guess can't really call Pimlico a Stronach track, but I guess it's in that Stronach system. It seems like you know the the there's familiarity there, and those horses right. seem to seem to. You know, he does well at the Preakness. Um, all right, we're we're on to it, to the money leg. Hopefully, where we win the kind of generational wealth where we could say these sort of things. Hey, 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 oh, don't rub on that. You blocked that. You understand? That's alpaca. That's $25,000 alpaca. You blocked that shit. Right. You don't rub on Put the club soda on there. Win that. Put the club soda on Ed's alpaca money. Race 13. Eight furlongs, one hundred and thirty-six and a half thousand dollars. Main special weight right now scheduled to go a mile on the inner turf. I say this goes on the Wilton shoot, and I just want to say for anyone out there, the the ad is still up on Craigslist. Requesting <coughs> someone to Wilton shoot me in the face because I hate these one mile races on the dirt. It's like when you're going on a road trip and you got Google Maps up and it tells you to turn left, but you're not really turning left. It's like the road goes right. And ever, you know, you just keep going straight. Uh, right. And so you end up like turning into like a Bojangles chicken and having to make a, a circle around it, like a jag off before you get back on the on the road. Um, that's what I think about. The yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, not enough people, you know, uh, compliment me on my literary tools during these. So I appreciate that. Um, my pleasure. I since I don't know who's going to end up in this one, I, I'm just kind of throwing uh, shit at the wall here um, with a few horses that I that I'm going to use. And I have a feeling uh, probably three of them scratch out and I maybe get two, two or three in. Um, I'm just going to run through them real quick. Uh, I was on the three conversing uh, for Johnny V up for Suge. Two strong performances on the slop from the Wilton shoot uh, gets first time Lasix. Uh, the five create trouble 15 to one for Brendan Walsh with Gaffley own up. It's hung twice in the slot, but it's also been in the exact of both times. Uh, I'm on both sides of the, the uh, coupled entry uh, for Chad and Clarevic. Uh It is the chalk. I have a feeling at least one of these scratches, uh, you know, right to win is the preferred coupled horse uh, between that and growth capital uh, because of the addition of blinks. And as we all know, uh, equipment changes, on uh, Maiden's is a dirty little pig little boy angle pig for me. <laughs> Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch baby mistress gets the stand on. And then I'm going to use the two MTOs, uh, the 14 Colville, uh, another Chad Brown adding adding uh, blinks, uh, and then the 15 Lucency at two to one. Uh, it's uh, also getting blinks, this one for Todd Pletcher. And like I said, I, I probably think maybe I get the 14, 15, and maybe one other of those. What what did you think of this one? Did you put too very much thought into it, knowing that it was going to be uh, possibly uh, wet out there? Yeah, I mean, you know, I looked at it and immediately like, well, man, I hope I could beat Chad Brown because, you know, I kick off this pick five with uh, a double that's probably going to pay three to one. So uh, we, are, we are against the favorites and the sword dancer and the Travers. And I, I definitely think you can be against the chads if this stays on turf uh if it goes to dirt then you're 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 back to chalk chalkville with uh colville and uh, the 16 they they seem to really stand uh or excuse me the 14 and 15 really seem to stand tallest 
uh, should this get washed onto the main track. But if it stays on turf, uh, I'm with you on Create Trouble. Uh, would be the turf debut, but uh, like, you know, this one's shown some speed, uh, has some zip, and uh, two of the dams, Progeny, have one on turf. So, uh, you know, that's a positive on the sod. Uh, and then we'll see what kind of jockey change we get on Torigo number eight. Uh, but I thought, you know, a lot of confidence to put this one in the Pilgrim uh, as a maiden. Now, Grant was a complete bomb and did very little running from an outside post. But that interested me that he was in there off that debut. Uh, and it was a big field. It's not like they needed a hustle to get, you know, six or seven. Uh, and then the, the comeback race uh, was fine. So, you know, if you think there's improvement to come, second off the layoff for Torigo, I think he's interesting at six to one. Uh, I, I will say, though, at seven to five on the morning line, I'm definitely looking to to beat the Chad. So it'd be it'd be two, five, eight for me as my A's in here. Yeah, I'm just hoping to have a, a horse in the gate and not be on whatever the post time favorite is. Yeah, at that I mean, point. It, I will say if, you know, it's, it's washed off. Uh, which I guess then it would be an all if it's after the sequence started. So, you know, that's something to think about too. It, yep. It's man, the, the MTOs look really good. So, uh, you know, play accordingly. Cause to me, my strategy is going to be different. If I'm just using 14, 15 here, uh, I would might even single the 14 who I think is a little better than the one on the outside. So that is a case where we're on Chad Brown uh, if it goes to the main track. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that's a huge variable, and it, it applies to the front end pick five of this, too. So you, we have the all grade ones uh, in the middle races, what is that, 8 to 11, mm -hmm. uh, or 9 to 11, 9 to 12. Then 13 ends that with turf, and then the race that starts a pick five on the front end is also turf. Uh, so, yeah, weather. Have, have fun. Have fun right. with that. Uh, exactly. Send some of the weather our way. Don't don't be stingy, uh, Saratoga. It's been ridiculously dry here and also weirdly jungle hot. I don't know how it, it can be so dry and still be like walking face first into a hot, wet blanket every time that I go outside. Somehow we it is manage yeah, it. We uh, get a washer. That's uh that's it for the pick five. I mean, me, me and Ed ripped through it. We did the damn thing. Ladies and gentlemen, simple minds. <laughs> Ed, what do you got going on this week? Uh, what do I have going on this week? I mean, Travers is is it. Uh, you know, we didn't get into the early portion of the card, but definitely encourage people to uh, check out HRN for the uh, first-timer power ratings report. Uh, we're we're pretty thrilled with uh, what we've come up with, assigning a rating to these debut runners. So uh, if anyone needs a little extra assistance in races one or six, or wherever debut runners are found, uh, we have you covered. That's a, what I like about these reports from HRN is it's not only telling you, uh, you know, get, giving you the kind of, you know, meat and gravy kind of handicapping stuff. It's also doing things like telling you about uh, how everyone is betting these horses. Are they are they betting these horses efficiently? Are you going to get value here just based on how people are betting these trainers or how they're betting sires or things like that? It's it's really cool stuff, and I, I think it's it's a, a good supplemental thing for your handicapping i don't know about you i just seems like by saratoga time i i completely forget how to handicap maidens and i just rely on whatever uh, pdf is put in front of there's a lot of chatter out there and and one of the reasons i like using this type of info is you know definitely 
you know, sometimes the chatter is right and you'd say, okay, now I know. But, you know, one of the biggest things you hear is how Irad Ortiz is over bet. And that's just not true. Uh, for as many races as he wins and as popular as he is, uh, he's actually bet usually about right. He wins what the board says he should, or he actually wins more. So, you know, if, if anything, I would say given his celebrity, uh, you might even say he's under bet. But regardless, the point is when people say, oh, you know, horses shipping from here can't win or speed's good or this rail's bad, uh, the, the numbers don't lie. So I read do, hips. do you have that sound? What'd you say? Neither do hips. Do you have that sound? No, I was going to say this is uh, every other horse to Irad on in in the race. Hit me two times. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTB. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. I got Andrew Champagne uh, joining me. We are going to go through uh, the Travers, the entire Travers card, hundred dollar budgets, any race, any wager. We're going to tell you how we're going to make hundred dollar for a race or for the card. For the card. Okay. The card. Yeah, you you can. I, like I mean, that. if we want to go home run derby, we could say like a thousand, you know. But yeah, I feel like a hundred feels good. It feels like the the average person probably is like, I have a hundred to spend on this card. Right. No, I love I it. it. Absolutely. That's good, Ed. Thank you for joining, and we will catch you next time on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Camera Podcast Network. <laughs>